Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Hey, you have reached my Michelle Live. We are here broadcasting what you're not hearing other places. And this is the pinnacle of the week. We call it the week in review where we take on some of the biggest stories and give you some inside looks that you're not getting other places uh, where the media is not doing their job. We're going to give you reports from places around the world where you don't readily see and we're going to give you more to the news that you are not hearing. I'm Michelle Mendoza, and I am joined by my friend, Adam Raziri. He is, um, you can find him, um, a link to him on My Michelle Live with Agency Partners Interactive. And uh, he joins me at the end of the week to look at the news that made news this week. Uh, We lovingly call it the Riz Report. Uh, Adam, thank you for joining us today. (laughs) Michelle, always, always great to, to do the Riz Report. You know, our Fridays are just such fun days and they're, they're fun days because there's just so much that happens over the course of the week. And, you know, certainly this week, I mean, I, I guess the, the Lord is good, right? God's keeping us busy. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, there is no shortage of content when it comes to, to you and I doing that Riz Report thing. And one of the things that kind of, I guess, teed up the week was, you know, it was something that's special. Special in a way, but also a little bit unfortunate too. Uh, this 18-year-old from San Francisco, really, really talented athlete. She's a busy person too. She's also a high fashion model. She's modeling for Louis Vuitton. She's doing Vogue covers. I think she did some some other you know things in the high fashion world as well. But this girl Eileen Gu, uh, she is uh, a gold medalist. She won a gold medal, um, not for Team USA though. Uh, she won it for Team China, which is weird because she's 18 years old and she's been all 18 years of her life in the United States. And her mom came to the United States from China 30 years ago. Um, and so Eileen is, I guess she's half Chinese, half half white is my understanding. Sounds like the father isn't really in the picture. Um, and for whatever reason, this girl chose to go and compete for Team China and not for Team USA. And she got Team China a gold medal. Um, and, and when I kind of like tried to dig into this story a little bit, I was just trying to understand why, and and kind of what I was led to was down a path of kind of seeing a a commonality here between her as a, as an athlete trying to make a buck. And then also us companies as big multinational firms that are also trying to make a buck, even if it means selling out their hometown. Right. So, you know, we see their hometown, we about last their week, values, the that, human, human uh, yes. suffering. No, those things don't matter when the almighty buck is concerned. It's also and I, I want to delve into that. But a little yeah. side note, Adam, it's not unlike what we see in many of the isms, the communisms, the socialisms, the, the fascisms. We do not see uh, people who embrace freedom and right. and selflessness and some of the the good characteristics that that we want to adhere to. Our our society needs to be governed by a moral people, but uh, it, oh for sure, but. 
that side note leads to the elite. It's a, the, all of those isms are fabulous systems. If you're in the in crowd, if you're part of the ruling class, if right. you are uh, somebody who's desirable for everyone else, forget it. Our country is becoming a little bit like that. And you say it yeah. right. It is a lot like uh, Mars and M&Ms and Nike and some of the other companies who are so woke when it comes to things in America and how bad we are but uh, we we're not even going to pay attention to china because well that's just where we get our money and where we manufacture our goods and at what cost right we're not going to pay attention to that uh it's it's crazy like so basically looking at eileen goose celebrate her victory a lot of questions were asked you know about about that right like well, so what do you think about the tennis star Peng Shui and the fact that she was sexually assaulted by a leader in the Chinese Communist Party? Uh, how do you feel about the the human rights atrocities that are taking place against the Uyghur Muslims? And from her, you get these very rehearsed, very careful responses so as to ensure that she doesn't offend the Chinese Communist Party. She's, a, she's answering things very carefully, and it's literally like she's been coached. Well, probably because she has been coached, right? Yes. I mean, she's made a business decision here to put herself up on billboards and on the side of buses all throughout communist China, because I feel like she knows that in the United States, you know, after the Olympics fizzle out and she goes to her first day of classes at Stanford, that, you know, she's not going to be necessarily as marketable here as she is there. So huh? it, it sounds like she really is selling herself out for, for that dollar or, or that, that yuan, right? That yuan. Um, the Chinese form of currency. Uh, and that's sad to see, right? It's sad to see because I wonder what that will tee up for her future moving forward. Is she just going to be a really rich, lonely person in America who <laughs> isn't really proud of their American citizenship? Or is she oh, going to go and she'll have a lot of friends? There's a lot of, a lot of Americans who say, you know, this is a sucky place. Although people are dying to cross into our borders, people, well, yeah, right? Like 200,000 last month, right? And <laughs> only the rich and the, uh, the powerful and the uh, goose, like this young lady, are the ones who people. People uh, who are saying, oh, yeah, sure, we'll we'll defect to to China. You just don't see a lot of people like that. Um, So it really is a system. These isms are systems that benefit those who are rich. Um, When you think of the Uyghur skier who was uh, utilized in the Olympics, uh, became the face of the Winter Olympics because uh, she carried the torch. And we know the Uyghur people, if you're not getting it because it's not talked about a lot in the news, are a Muslim religious minority in China. They are in concentration right. camps. They're sexually abused. They're uh, Well, they're abused used for on- organ harvesting. Like, they oh, literally, gosh, like, yeah. confine these people to hospital rooms. And then, like, they were like, oh, I woke up without my kidneys. Like, people literally are just having organs harvested from their bodies it's insane but that's literally taking place in china but not with this skier that's a weaker those organs on the black market exactly and not with this weaker skier though this weaker skier was shown holding the torch as you'll see the picture here uh this weaker skier was able to compete and yet after the competition disappeared no oh access gosh. to the press, no, and and no one has has heard from them since. It's Lovely. like the Iraqi soccer team underneath uh, Saddam Hussein, right? Like, okay, we're gonna celebrate them in, in one moment, and then like a couple of days later, we're gonna mow them down with bullets. Like, just terrible things happen, and 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 
maybe maybe this weird Uyghur skier is being uh, hopefully not, but confined and, and harvested right now for really athletic organs. I mean, it's it's just like it's insane what could be taking place over there. It is indeed. And and uh, this leads to some of the conversation we're going to have today. Uh, a new study that comes from the UK has found that global freedoms has hit a dismal record low. It has plummeted uh, freedoms and liberties uh, that we usually enjoy have hit a huge low. And we really need to be concerned about this. There I am. If if you were watching, I was being edged out by the news story. What's going on here? The state of democracy around the world fell to a record low last year. This report um really shows that we need to be concerned it's from the london based economic uh, economist intelligence unit and we're really seeing that but there is a huge pushback and thank god for that right because people are like wait a minute these elites are saying that they know better than than we do about our family matters about our personal decision making about our personal health they're 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 literally seeing this trend of diminished freedoms, right? Enough so is those enough. who are Go supposed to be protecting our freedoms are actually just taking them from us and using COVID mandates as a, as a reason to do that, using the climate yes. as an excuse to do that as well. But we For, know the truth. Forgive me for the the sound bites. Um, I'm queuing up for those who are watching on video and the audio for those of you who are listening, some of the news stories that we've gathered. Um, Where freedom is concerned, there has been a huge pushback uh, and you are not hearing what's happening with the Canadian Freedom Convoy, but it has eh? wide reaching, <laughs> has wide reaching Sorry, effects. It just had to. Uh, but uh, the legacy media is not only not covering it, but they are really, really uh, slamming it. So I'm, we're going to give you some inside looks uh, into what's happening with the convoy and then we're going to talk about just what media fail is completely happening so uh canadian truckers have been protesting covid restrictions in in ottawa uh they they're going against these mandates uh they are saying hey you know vaccine mandates they no longer there wasn't even a time where it made sense because we do not know the long-term effects. If right. you don't know if it's going to last, and, and you were hearing everyone from Rachel Maddow to the president of the United States saying, if you get the vaccine, you will no longer spread it. You will no longer get it. Well, it's not true. Now, while vaccines can be a tool in the arsenal, forcing everybody, not knowing their own personal health history, how it could affect them without choice, injecting something does not make sense and it certainly doesn't make sense anymore many new studies are finding that people who have had covid naturally um, are not as likely to transmit for some reason there are things that we lack in our tear ducts our nose our 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 mouth our breath that prohibits uh, more readily the transmission of, of COVID. These are according to studies and I don't have them to pull up. So I'd like you to research that yourself. Don't, don't just take my word for it. Research it yourself. Let's see if that's true. But that is, that is what's been reported, Adam. 
I'm and- just glad to know that the class that I had back in the day on antibodies is is true. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out antibodies are a real thing. It wasn't just. It, I guess that is settled science. Maybe maybe we'll say. <laughs> right. Thank God for that. And. So these truckers are saying, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It well, doesn't Michelle, make sense that people like, should lose so their I jobs, statistically, etc. 90% of these truckers who are participating in the in the Canadian uh, Freedom Convoy are already they're they're literally vaccinated already, right? And yet the government is sitting here saying, "Well, you guys have to wear masks while you're driving and as you go from one state to the or one <clears> province <throat> to the next." Um, <laughs> these these truckers are heroes. You think about what it takes to keep an economy going. And it's logistics and it's those people who are delivering packages from from one place to the next food, uh, health, uh, medical supplies, things of that nature. The same people that we were just seeing the media demonize months ago are health workers, right? Nurses and doctors who were asking real questions about vaccination and asking real questions about mask mandates and whether or not they work. You know, these 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 health workers and these truckers are really the people that have kept us afloat while so many people were literally just confined to their to their homes. And it's back to the isms. It's back to the isms. You know, when you have this kind of socialism where the government makes you know knows best, it benefits the elite, the gruesome newsomes who can go to like a, a very expensive uh, ticket in a suite with all of the elites and not have to wear masks, where you have uh, non-mask wearers uh, sitting with, uh, oh, I'm sorry, who was the, the woman? Oh, Stacey Abrams, right? Stacey Abrams she, sitting there. She's not wearing a mask, but all those little kids Little kids do. have they the mask up. And there are but many instances of that where the elite, it doesn't affect them, but the truckers, the everyday people, the servers at restaurants, this these are the people who can't just hold up in their house and, and do their work from home. These are the people who are most affected, right. the everyday people. These, these type of isms benefit the wealthy, benefit the haves. And then you have uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. He says, you know, this is enough. Enough is enough. Just go enough. home is enough. Go home and stay home. (laughs) Enough (laughs) is enough. Go home. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> a, as you He's said. Like, not polite. Yeah. A, what, what's going on? A, uh, this is, that was his, you know, go home, stay home. But what you're not seeing in, in the news is what's really happening there. That this has been uh, a gathering of people, families, people living in their trucks. Um, there are things that, wh- why aren't the uh, news media showing uh, some of what's really happening. Listen to this. Well, you know what I think is interesting is that um, when there's a left-wing protest on Parliament Hill, we don't see the liberal media going through every single name mm. of the people who attends to try and find one person that they can disparage the whole group with. Um, you know, we don't see... Uh, CBC, for example, has been accused by its own employees of systemic racism. And yet, we don't see the media here generalize that everyone who works at the CBC is a racist. Whenever you have um, five or 10,000 people who are part of any group, you're bound to have a number who have 
or say unacceptable things. Yeah, maybe, but they are working hard to bring them down. You are not seeing some of the amazing things that are happening there. Uh, like, I'll, I'll show you this picture. This is uh, the truckers feeding the homeless. They're taking their own resources. How dare and they? And they have uh, soup kitchens out there. Oh, cleaning up. Oh, shoveling the sidewalk. the valley of the shadow of death, did, did I take a look at my life and realize we there's nothing left. Because I've been blasting in 20, No, not so much. They were burning things down. They were tearing things down. This is really important to look at. This is not what you're seeing or right. hearing on the news. Big news stories there. These are And good a little things. bit of Coolio to match. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, but you're right. That's not what you're, you're also not... Go ahead. I was going to say, you're also not seeing the um, videos of select individuals in Canadian law enforcement in Ottawa who are going after some of these peaceful protesters. There was a, a video mm -hmm. of... Uh, two police officers confiscating a couple of gas cans from a trucker. Mm -hmm. um, they were literally his, his fuel re uh, reserves. You know, oh, God forbid he runs out of gas on the side of the road. They just confiscated his gas cans because they, need, they needed the gas. And they said, oh, well, you're, you're, uh, uh, a mis you're causing mischief, right? So we're just going to use that as an excuse to take your stuff. They're not um, only taking fuel. An, an old man. This oh, guy yes. looks like he was in his mid-70s. Yeah. Um, he didn't and, and identify not himself the at all, but he showed online, he had bruises all over his arms. Um, and they just drug him from a car and, and obviously to a police cruiser and just, you know, that's, that's so unnecessary that we're treating peaceful protesters that way. I mean, people do have a right to assemble. They do have a right to peacefully protest. And, and some might argue that mm -hmm. the right to assemble and peacefully protest is what keeps our, our democracy in check. Adam? Yet Trudeau has weaponized them. We uh, are seeing there them confiscating food and confiscating gas cans. Uh, we didn't see that when in the autonomous zone here in Seattle uh, during the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, the food was being brought in. Uh, we see police, some select police in Canada starting to behave like some of the police in Australia. This is a human condition. Right. Uh, we saw it in, in differing regimes throughout history where you get this mindset and, and this authoritarianism. Right. What it has been the response? Are they throwing Molotov cocktails? Are they, uh, you know, are they firing things at the police? We saw a lot, uh, something I learned, uh, weaponizing water, where you freeze water and you throw right, it Chicago. into the police. But that is not what's happening. Let's look at what Canadians up there are doing <clears throat> in the convoy. When the police started confiscating and saying, we're going to take your food, we're going to take your gas cans, we're going to arrest yep. people who are trying Let's to feed you. All about. This is what they're doing. Look at that. They are... Play uh, your next move, Trudeau, yeah. you fuckhead. <laughs> okay, well, a little language there. Uh, people are walking around. Everybody's bringing uh, fuel. Everybody's walking around with these. Some are empty. Some just out of protest. Wow. wow. Get your cans out. <laughs> right? But that's the thing. People have to make a mockery out of this, right? They're not going to. They're not going down the route of violence. So they will go so down the route. I know of it looks like. Oh, forgive me. Um, more 
that it just starts. So forgive me on that, but go ahead. But I mean, that's, that's just, that's what's going on here. People are going down the route of mockery to mock things that are ridiculous. They're not breaking things. They're not attacking people. They're not causing the terrible violence that you saw. They're not tearing DC down statues. They're cleaning them. They're, they're not tearing down statues. They're cleaning them. They're sweeping sidewalks. They're, right. they're trying to stand on the side Shoveling of the right. Shoveling snow for them. and feeding the homeless and literally like taking care of their community. And, and, and by the way, a lot of the truckers that are there, they're visitors, right? They're visiting Ottawa and they're being guests. Yeah, traffic's a little bit rough, obviously. They're trying to make a political point here. Oh, no, here. it's but the very thing is, rough. Is a lot of people in Ottawa <laughs> support this entirely and so do several other provinces in Canada. And now what are we seeing from this? We're seeing change start to happen at the government level, and thank God for that. But, but protest does work, you know. It, it does work. You're seeing in, Saska, in Saskatchewan, uh, which is responding the fastest to these protests. They're cutting the vaccine passports. They're cutting the mask mandates. Uh, Alberta dropping mask mandates for kids, cutting the vaccine passports as well. Ridiculous. In Ontario, you're finally seeing sports activities being restored for kids. Things are getting back to normal because the people are making this demand. But but. At the same time, Trudeau is saying, oh, well, guys, this isn't very polite. Uh, this isn't the Canadian way. Uh, go home and, and, and put your mask on. Right. You know, it's just Trudeau is not representing the people here at all. The people are saying, hey, you know what? We're going to represent ourselves because you no longer speak for us. Yeah. And <clears throat> yes, there are some people who stand with Trudeau, to, to be honest. Uh, the elites. But but what's <laughs> what's most important <laughs> is having this open dialogue. <clears throat> That's what freedom is. Saying, wait a minute, there's more to it. Nope, this is the way it's going to be. And we will have authority over you. No, let we need to have this dialogue. No, you're shut out. Go home. You're, you're ridiculous. You're dangerous. That is not freedom. That is tyranny. And that's what we've been looking at. Now, these protests have been spreading all over the world. Blockades, um, protests in, in Paris, in Brussels. Uh, over here, you can see uh, this is Venezuela. Uh, not Venezuela. Excuse me. New Zealand. Ooh. We are standing <laughs> in traffic. But, but this, if... is, this is a convoy that made it all the way to New Zealand's parliament. So it's happening Long drive. all <laughs> over the world. Even high school students. <laughs> high school students are, are joining in the fray and, and starting to walk out and say, come on, this is ridiculous. Enough is enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like we need like that Dangerous Minds music <laughs> from the 90s. <laughs> you know, this is when the kids are rebelling against the school. Like, that's a, that's enough. <laughs> well, we should talk about what some of the response has been. Uh, we do know that there was a GoFundMe. There were other uh, ways that this convoy people were giving, people who couldn't be there, people who supported it. Well, right. Canadian judges frozen access to donations for these truckers. Uh, GoFundMe Ridiculous. said no, no, and they were they were even going to keep the money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, isn't that crazy? I think the GoFundMe like, they were just like there was a headline saying yeah, GoFundMe is going to keep about ten million bucks of donations and then use it for their own purposes, right? They're going to donate it to whoever they want to. That's crazy. When people decide to That's donate money theft. to a cause, mm -hmm. that dollar better go where that person intends it to go. Yeah, or return it. Or return or it. Return but the Canadian it. judge, the Michelle, is concerning because. So for people that are realizing, okay, well, GoFundMe is actually not a very good option. Apparently, it only works to be a bailout fund for Kamala Harris when she's trying to take care of BLM. 
Um, the other Ouch. option uh, is a thing called Give, Send, Go, which is like a Christian equivalent to GoFundMe. Now, Give, Send, Go is where all the well-intended charitable people are trying to go and, and donate money to these truckers. Like, let's keep in mind here, these truckers are losing hundreds of dollars per day by protesting to do the right thing uh, and by not driving, you know, loads of, of goods and supplies around the country. So, you know, these, these truckers are on their own dime, on their own time here, trying to do the right thing for Canada and, and, and ultimately for the U.S. as well. It's going to kind of spread our way. But but this judge literally said this other this 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 Christian GoFundMe gifts and go mm-hmm. uh, cannot distribute funds to these drivers who are doing the right thing and standing up for their country. Uh, Canada, you know, you think about, it's like our, our friendly neighbor to the North, you know, and it's, it's a country that has uh, different levels of freedom than here, than what we have here in the United States. But, uh, when, when the people assemble to protest and, and to demand, uh, a certain way of life, uh, they, they have to be allowed to do that. And, and so these, these, these abilities to get money to them, to, to support their livelihoods, it's really important. But how many millions of dollars of into the to the elitists and saying no we're not going to how many millions of dollars were did black lives matter uh garner right oh, uh, and gosh, we're hearing yeah, well these truckers are awful they're taking money uh they're uh taking food from hungry people uh you'll hear in a in a soundbite here from uh reporters they're they they're taking food from the mouths of the homeless and the hungry uh this is well, this is but, they're being called Nazis. They're being called insurrectionists. They're being called and yet what's been QAnon happening though? Come theorists. on, Adam. What's been going on with these mandates? You're taking food out of the mouths of people because they're oh, yeah. not able to get to work. They're not able to go to work unless they take an, an experimental. Uh, injection that they don't feel comfortable with. Uh, that's a sacrifice. Anything that comes with the side effect of possible death. Uh, is 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 saying well you know let's do a little roulette with your life in order to feed your family so there is just no rhyme or reason to some well, of what it was happening. your it was your h word from last week Michelle hypocrisy, hypocrisy. like well, my body my choice thing right like oh well, it's hypocrisy at, at at its best. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about what the media is saying. CNN calls the Freedom Convoy protest sedition. Uh, we even had a CNN reporter that uh, said, hey, you need to take their food, slash their tires. Um, That's right. That's a former Obama DHS uh, uh person right like she was yes literally yes, one of indeed. obama's ladies yeah yeah so uh <laughs> slash the tires slash the tires uh, let me see if i can find uh the news report um this was this was just crazy uh we'll we'll look for it it's um the how the news media is reporting uh, some of what's happening here so uh, give me just a minute, Adam. In the meantime, sure. let's talk a little bit about what we are hearing from the media. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the stuff we're hearing from the media is really abysmal. But it's also when you think about what we've experienced here in our country over the last 12 to 24 months or so and beyond that, uh, the media, when I say the media, I'm referring to the legacy media, the big media establishment, MSNBC, CNN, uh, occasionally, <clears throat> occasionally Fox, but they're typically pretty good. Uh, more often than not, they they literally find topics or they find people that they decide are are not friends, mm-hmm. and they will literally just kind of 
just say terrible things about these people. Lies. They will cover up uh, truths. They'll protect people that are like the Cuomo brothers, for example. Uh, if they believe someone is on their side, uh, they will literally make bad headlines just go away. And that's why it took so long for CNN to be exposed for a lot of the wrongdoings that took place over there. And finally, Zucker is out, right? And finally, Cuomo's out. But hey, you let's know, not forget, David, this CNN state and by Cuomo state, and Zucker but... protected big Cuomo when he was killing uh, how many thousands of senior citizens in New York, right? <laughs> during, during the start of COVID. Good point, um, good point. This is what happens. But then at the end of the day, they want to go and kind of spin the tables and say, oh, you know what? It's wrong it, for it, Joe Rogan to talk about how he personally beat COVID. Driven it's by... wrong for us to talk about... Uh, you know, solutions that actually do solve uh, the problem or at least help the problem. Um, the media, when you ask the wrong questions, they shut you down. Uh, but a journalist is supposed to ask all of the questions, whether they're um, questions that defy the narrative or not. I mean, they should constantly be <clears throat> fact checking those who are in power and those who are at the top. Let's take a uh, look but, at, uh, at this uh, mashup. Now, what you're about to see, uh, someone on TikTok, and I, I do rely sometimes Ooh, on TikTok. is that Brianna Kyler there? Oh, <laughs> I rely on TikTok a bit. Uh, you can get uh, some pictures and some uh, clips from people all over the world, people like you and I who uh, have given up on the legacy media and said, hey, you know what, let's let's get this word out here. I, I really love this. They, they gave a bit of a mesh up, did the work for me, of the media's reporting of the truckers' convoy uh, for freedom. And, Ooh, I love it. And then you'll see at the end what the media reported with Black Lives Matter. And, and the important thing to this is not what's being protested. It's how it's being covered. If it's not something you like, well, then it's dangerous. It's sedition. It's uh, anti-American. It, it's an anti-American. And you'll see in the Black Lives Matter protests, Fire in the background. Them saying, "Well, this is mostly peaceful and such." So fiery, look at this. but mostly peaceful. Ali was that Ali Velshi MSNBC, right? Like, we can see the video. We see what's happening behind you, man. Like, <laughs> that doesn't look mostly peaceful. By madness. This is kind of our insurrection by air horn moment. It's, I think it's part of the globalization of Trumpism. Canadians know where I stand. There hasn't been as much violence as some had perhaps projected, but that does not necessarily mean that it has been peaceful. Reports of severe vandalism and criminal behavior. The streets are clogged. The honking is incessant and deafening. This pandemic has sucked for all Canadians. Residents that I have spoken to who say they feel terrorized intimidated residents say they feel like hostages residents in that area say that they are being held hostage that this freedom has essentially why are we hearing from convoy, the residents as they call it has essentially Ever. imposed a <laughs> lockdown exactly. on them some protesters harassed a soup kitchen these anti-vaxxers actually took food from the mouths wow. of the homeless hungry yeah because they were they're, they're, they're so put upon there have not been any violent outbursts however horns have been honking for 12 to 21 hours a night the small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, <laughs> holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're flashback. All right. We're going to look at this flashback in just a moment. Oh, there it um, is. Except you are holding unacceptable views that should scare the living hell out of every person who has ever tasted or appreciated or lived under the benefit of freedom unacceptable views that's a scary scary thing for a leader in a oh, yeah. free world to say 
come on. You know, I, so many of the people that were just in that montage of, of clips there are the same people that are huge legal liabilities to these organizations, MSNBC and CNN. I mean, these are the same people that were calling Oops. at the time a 17 year old kid, a white supremacist. Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse, by the way, not guilty. Yes. I mean, these are people that are just they're, they're propaganda. Are they losing pushers, right? 100 percent of their credibility? Let's look at a flashback of what took place during the Black Lives Matter movement, keeping in mind what you just saw in reporting. And I'm not asking you before we see this to adhere to or believe everything that's coming out of the the freedom uh, convoy. I am saying that if we are going to go forward as a people, this level of censorship, this level of propaganda, this level of spin doctrine, lies and hypocrisy is going to destroy us and it should scare you. Yeah. It should really, really concern you. Watch. Coming at you with a fire. I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. But fires have been started, and and there's a crowd that is. That looks worse than Afghanistan, like two weeks before the pullout back there. And they have not only not only protesters walking now, but they have uh, several cars that have sort of joined the protest as well. Now they're they're gleefully reporting that, which that part of the Black Lives Matter movement was peaceful and, and good. Just a convoy of cars, people standing out and saying, "This is what I stand for. Uh, this is I'm standing against uh, unreasonable police brutality." Good. For for them that's sure. what it's all about but the way but then it's you sprinkle reported, in some antifa there right and then boom, <laughs> boom. fiery fiery Watch a little bit more if we can get this going slow internet i guess today come on and it's now just sort of a a merry caravan merry caravan oh you'll love this now one. too many see the protest as the problem hey it's cool no, listen the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice Hmm. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Uh, in the law. <laughs> peaceful protest, buddy. In, in, doesn't that guy have a law degree also, by the way? Little Cuomo? Little Cuomo, yeah. And so uh, he or said some somewhere. people see these protests as a problem. But what's really the problem is the injustice. When... It's injustice that I don't like. When it's someone else seeing injustice, well, we're the elite. We'll tell you what to think. How dare you think for yourself? So as we look at what's happening in the news today, as we look at uh, reporting on the Freedom Convoy, it's very important to see this side, uh, another side of what's going on, because it is not, obviously, being reported in the media. And finally, on this subject, we've spent a a lot of time on it today more so than we really have on on a lot of subjects but it's important as it's not being reported adam right. um let's talk about the department of homeland security warning of trucker protests just ahead of the super bowl oh yeah oh yeah well th th it's it's interesting so We've already heard from the White House at the start of the week that they are concerned that these trucker protests are going to bleed into life here in America, right? Because we're already seeing how the trucker protests are affecting trade and commerce at the U.S.-Canadian border, which is about half the amount of commerce that comes through the port of L.A., quite a bit. Uh, and so now we're, we're leading up to the Super Bowl, and I'm, just like the Olympics, I'm kind of having a hard time caring about the Super Bowl a whole lot this year just because... 
this the last couple of years with with pro sports has been have been rough. Oh, let me interject um, there uh, that the this will be an issue that we'll talk about on our sports timeout uh, segment. Uh, a lot of folks are uh, the the NFL is suffering a bit because a lot of oh, people yeah. are tired of the wokeism. Um, exactly. But I will say go Bengals. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Ahead for of sure. ahead of the Super Bowl, though, they're concerned no, that um, I'll definitely say say go Bengals. Uh, I, I got a lot of fans in Cincy, <clears throat> um, so shout out to the Bengals and and shout out to <laughs> Ken Brew, who used to be the voice of the Bengals once upon a time, uh, rocking it over there at WLW. Uh, I hope they win. I really do. But the, so Department of Homeland Security is concerned that these truck protests are going to impact the Super Bowl in Inglewood. Well, first of all, traffic in California, especially like around Inglewood, like <laughs> near the airport, like it's already terrible, man. Like the truckers are going to be lucky to be on the 405 at all. Like it just doesn't move. It's oh, like come a parking on, sweetie. lot. Maybe they could anyway. just bus there, you know, just take a bus there because uh, parking is said $6,000. People are paying up to $6,000 for a parking space that's more wow. than a lot of people have paid for for their own vehicles that that they drive in america talk about a disconnect right there so you know what I, honestly <laughs> i i i think that this trucker well, movement has been spectacular i think they've taken uh, we've seen 99.9 percent of these protests be very peaceful and and actually productive people are taking a stand against unreasonable uh, mandates but this is going to segue into well, another well, fast, segment Michelle, before we jump from this one uh, this is just also another example of how the department of homeland security is derelict in their duty at the border they're more concerned about these freedom convoy truckers these uh, literally like these uh, pro-freedom truckers <laughs> than they are about the biden border crisis which is a truly terrible humanitarian disaster well um, the dhs this is like the most poorly led dhs i've ever seen well probably i've ever seen i don't like to speak in absolutes but it's really terrible um, I don't know how they could do their jobs any worse. I don't know how we are even surviving. We are an absolute mess. But instead of having conversations, we are, again, like Miss Goo, try, just willing to f trade away our freedoms for whatever seems beneficial for to us. For a bunch of goo. For a <laughs> bunch of goo. And Ugh. we're indoctrinating the next generation. We have a couple of stories you're really going to want to hear here. A New York middle school had a play that praises vaccines and says unvaxxed kids won't have any friends right <laughs> and if you're not vaxxed you're, like they're singing the you? song uh we're vaxxed and if you're not vaxxed you're no friend of mine you know and, and they the unvaxxed the kids who aren't wearing masks they're demonized so we'll, we, when you do this, think about this for a moment, please. If you had children and they're in school and let's say they're a minority and we did a, we did a play that said, you know, minority kids, well, they're, they're not as good. They're not as clean. Uh, they're danger to people that that's horrific. And that's an extreme mindset that divides people. This is the same mind kind of mindset, the same kind of mindset that teaches kids to demonize other human beings. And it's very dangerous. And this it's is not the only story, Adam. 
it, it well, I was gonna say it's so crazy to see like the same organizations that were literally running like multi million dollar ad campaigns for anti bullying are the are now the ones that are bullying kids. <laughs> like, oh, you're not gonna have any Good friends. Point. Sorry. Good point. Get Good the point. Gem. Let's look at this. Story. But, but you know this 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 idea of indoctrination and how the media is being used to push things that come straight from the elites, from those in power that don't represent the majority of, of people here in America. They're also the same people that, that, that force indoctrination into our school systems. And that really, I, I think infringe on the, the things that I think parents should be in charge of. This is a crazy story here. Uh, and, and, and I never thought I'd put these two words together, Michelle, <laughs> sexual pizza, <laughs> Sexual pizza is being taught to eighth graders in Enfield, Connecticut. And so I got to just say, like, watch out for your kids, watch those teachers, and make sure you pay attention to their homework. There's, there's literally a pizza-based sex class uh, at, Enfield middle, or at an Enfield, Connecticut middle school. And there's this assignment called Pizza and Consent. And so there's an eighth grade class that is it's called the Family Health and Human Sexuality class at John F. Kennedy Jr. Middle School. And... Literally, the teacher assigned these kids to look at pizza as a metaphor for sexual activities and preferences. By the way, again, an eighth grade class here, right? So this teacher basically said, hey, class, when you order a pizza, you order your pizza based on certain preferences. Some people like pepperoni. Some people like the Supreme. Some people like, you know, the margarita pizza, like a, an all vegetarian sort of option. And literally the teacher found a way to compare toppings on a pizza to various types of sexual acts and activities. And I'm going to keep it PG 13 here, but cheese on a pizza is equivalent to kissing and olives on a pizza is what happened with Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton back in the nineties. So I'm not going to get into the other toppings of what those toppings are. Oh, are, really? Mean. Why not? Because eighth graders in a public school are able to hear the graphic details. So, I mean, it, which really? is insane, right? Um, it's insane that you have literally woke educators here that are, are stepping on the toes of parents, right? Leave this sort of conversation between the parent and the child when the time is right. Uh, you don't need woke educators subscribing to, um, to social and emotional learning and, and CRT coming at this topic and trying to explain to an eighth grader what these things mean and what's okay and what's hey, not okay. Excuse uh, but that's exactly me, teacher. What's going on here at this eighth grade class. Could you please teach reading, writing, and arithmetic? I mean, once you, if we weren't like, How about some I, STEM, now forgive right? me if I'm wrong, we're either 36th or, or 32nd in the world in, from the United States in math. We are yeah. not number one in anything but self-esteem, Adam. Communist Truly. China is crushing us right now on STEM education. It's insane. Over so, there in can, China, you will learn science. You will learn math. You will learn engineering. You will learn really important academic concepts over there or or else. Over here, it's like, oh, well, what do you feel like learning? And, oh, well, what kind of, you know, here's a pepperoni on your pizza. Like, here's some, like, what kind of... And here's, here's how you can equate olives identity. to oral sex. Insane. This is absolutely insane. You, you can't master what you really need to teach kids. So, and so you're, I mean, I guess I, what I'm saying is there, there might be an argument if you want to say, hey, uh, we want to teach kids about social things and sexuality. Fine. Well, if you're already mastering the reading, writing, and arithmetic, but you are well, absolutely not. Uh, secondly, if uh, parents want to say, 
I want to enroll my kids in the class. If it was right. an alternative, okay. But this is not. This is being well, indoctrination into, and, and let me just finish here. It, it's, it's indoctrination. Well, it's top-down indoctrination, Michelle. It's top-down indoctrination. These, the federal money is going into these school systems, and as a carrot to, to having those funds, the schools have to teach these certain topics. Otherwise, there they don't get go. access to this federal COVID money. Right? So then it's they insane. can graduate and go to college and learn uh Facebook interactive history Underwater and yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's benefiting absolutely no one, costing Michelle, a lot of money, of and we society, want that for free. <laughs> well, if ahead. the future of our society is so dependent on the evolution and innovation of technology and artificial intelligence, and mm -hmm. really like fields of study that require a robust ability to to do math, right, to understand science and engineering, these, all these STEM classes that we're so weak on. If the future of our world is based on on all this stuff, then why aren't we focused on that supremely? We're not, but our but our enemies are. China is, and they're okay with us being distracted by underwater basket weaving. And, <laughs> um, you know, like the the coursework that doesn't quite matter. And frankly, like if you think about education and you think about how education is funded in our country, right? Like the government certifies that you could take out a couple hundred grand to go to school and whichever bank lended that money, it'll get paid back at some point. Well, but think about it. Like if, if that were applied to any sort of business, right? Like you have to prove, okay, well, how are you going to make this money back? And how are you going to actually pay off this financial obligation? Man, like that underwater basket weaving degree, it's hard to say like how many, how many like baskets do I have to weave to pay off the $200,000 it costs to go to school? Um, a, a lender is not going to, to give you that loan, right? And so it's just like the the whole logic to our entire school system right now is just so flawed uh, from from the way the way education is funded to the way curriculum is decided. And as we are uh, debating sexual pizza, the world's going to hell in a handbasket inflate these uh we have uh, just a couple other stories that made news this week that are important to note uh, u.s inflation hits a record level i mean come on we're not doing our math can you believe it so seven and a half percent increase since january of 2021 the 40-year high is nuts like you literally have to get an eight percent or more pay raise just for your dollar to do what it did last year I mean, that's crazy. Everything is more expensive now. I drive a truck. My truck uses some gas, right? Like, and, and I use a truck for real truck things, right? On the weekends, I'm moving stuff. Uh, my wife and I are, are flipping our house. Like, we're, we're loading that thing up with stuff a truck would haul. And it does use gas, right? Gas is up 40% this year. I mean, that's a lot. Building materials are up. Uh, used cars, those are all 40% more than they ever were. Um, I know a guy who had a Tesla. He just sold his Tesla for nine grand more than he actually purchased it uh, because of the way our economy is right now. It's insane. Hotels are up 40%. Appliances are up 10%. It, it's hard to buy things that uh, I think people typically need to, to run their lives, whether it's food or the, the most basic essentials. I mean, everything is hard to find. If you're, if you're lucky to find stuff at some of the retail stores like CVS and parts of California or New York, well, shoot, I think even Al Sharpton was talking about the fact that you have to lock up toothpaste at CVS now because of all the rampant theft. <laughs> so, you know, like, where does it stop? <laughs> and, it, I, I, and people are blaming the, the trucker convoy um, because it's an easy out. Uh, yeah, that's going to make things even more difficult. Uh, that's what protests, unfortunately, do. They make things uncomfortable. Freedom 
is uncomfortable. Black Lives Matter, I felt the same way. If you are, uh, if streets are are blocked, it's uncomfortable. Um, if people are burning down buildings, that's not <laughs> that's not discomfort. That's outright vandalism, yep. and and it's illegal and it's dangerous. But when you have right. peaceful protests, yeah, those things are happening. But we have disallowed people from working. We have disallowed people from. Uh, connecting to uh, healthcare, we have turned things upside down in in order to just have control. And yet, we know people are dissatisfied because, well, our president isn't really well respected, liked, or appreciated. <laughs> Let's end with this story. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Democrat politicians, Democrat leaders, they don't want to touch this guy with a ten foot pole. I mean. There was that story a few weeks ago about Stacey Abrams. She was in Georgia and Joe Biden was going to visit her. But, huh, where, where was Stacey? Joe was there. There was some sort of scheduling conflict that uh, was never really explained or, or, or expanded on. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, is running for Texas governor. And I guess he's just trying to lose another election. But <clears throat> he doesn't want Beto anywhere. He doesn't want Biden anywhere near his, uh, his campaign for Texas governor. Biden is so disliked and so untrusted by his own party. 56% of Americans literally say nothing when asked what Biden has done that they actually approve of. We've seen now the legacy media even start to reject President Biden. Uh, we've seen the legacy media start to reject Vice President Harris, who sometimes President Biden thinks is the president. So um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot that really anybody that's in a elected position of power from the Democrat side that they can point to and say, hey, we're proud of this, we're proud of that, look at what we've accomplished here and there. I mean, they're still trying to push these policies that have been very, very easily rejected by a majority of Americans, including leaders like uh, like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. So there is no compromise here. Uh, this guy who was elected to be the unifier actually just became sort of the propagandist in chief, the leader of Build Back Better and the Great Reset and the globalist agenda. If this guy was doing what he said he was going to do during his campaign, we'd probably have a very different uh, reality today. But here we are now, Michelle, and we have three more years of this. Three more years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're, we're not in a really good place uh, in our universe. And as a bonus, we're going to go just a little longer than usual today. And we're going to talk uh, about the metaverse, Facebook, now uh, meta. Uh, there's some serious things that are happening there. And why this is important, if, if you want to know a little more about the metaverse, you can look at our science and technology broadcast from about two weeks ago. Uh, where we were talking with someone from Reasons to Believe, a scientist from Reasons to Believe, talking about the metaverse. Now, we can't get things right in our own universe. And now we want to have an online metaverse. What the heck, Adam? <laughs> what could go wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, and this what is an go area wrong? that yeah, you know, you've been the, really this, looking This idea into. of a metaverse, first of all, the, the truth of a metaverse doesn't exist yet, right? Um, but we do see Facebook as a company now called Meta wanting to really define what the evolution of the metaverse looks like and what it turns into. And they're, they're competing with, uh, with foreign technology companies. They're competing with Google and Microsoft uh, and, and Apple alike. But <clears throat> when it comes to deciding what the future of, of technology is, we have to kind of realize that it's a mixture of all the tech we've already created today, augmented reality, virtual reality, social media platforms, algorithms that can track our activity from one site to the next and then serve us content and advertisements that are relevant 
all of that comes together. And then we realize that we're living in this digital world that really strongly isolates us from our physical world. The, the, the definition of metaverse that Zuckerberg is trying to create is one that will literally turn us into kind of solitary creatures as it pertains to our, our, our family life. We're, we're in rooms at desks with headsets on and we're plugged into this digital world, never talking to our spouses or our kids, <laughs> uh, people that are literally like 10 to 12 feet away from us, never talking to our neighbors. And, and, and that's that's the problem here. So if if this term metaverse evolves the way I think Zuckerberg wants it to evolve, it's not really very good for humanity. And, you know, as is, we've already seen a big rejection for a lot of the concepts that we've had imposed on us by big tech over the last couple of years. Um, and, and that's a very good thing because people are realizing that, hey, you know what, we're being increasingly limited in our ability to choose how we spend our time, how we engage ourselves and how we connect with brands and other folks. And that's a problem. So Michelle, I don't know if you caught on last week, uh, Meta literally lost $230 billion in value. Like, like it was the single biggest same day loss in market value in us stock history. Wow. And so when, when they lost that much money, that's literally like erasing McDonald's from existence. Like the big corporation McDonald's boom, gone. Or, or, or it's like erasing Intel from existence. Like, that is what? a boatload of money here. And it's because for the first time ever, Facebook's legacy platform reported that they had a loss of users. They lost a million users in the fourth quarter of last year. And you ask yourself why? Man, their reputation is terrible. People are tired of censorship. I can't tell you guys how many times Michelle's been censored by Facebook and me as well. It's ridiculous. <laughs> People are sick of it. And you know what? We have a right to choose how we spend our time online. And about a week and a half from today on February 21st, Truth Social will launch and hit the market. That's a platform that's being led by former Congressman Devin Nunez as their CEO. People want freedom of speech and people are seeing how big tech has taken that away from us. And and that's a real problem. So you oh, know, it's if we only want to a problem when it's freedom, them. We want to preserve the great country that we were given. We got to <laughs> protect our freedom of speech. And so, you know what, as Zuckerberg tries to define what the future of technology looks like and what the metaverse is, we have to be very vocal with with our technology leaders, with our wallets, with our elected officials about what that should look like, because AI is really powerful. And if we let it kind of evolve into a big monster, then we're all going to suffer from it. Yeah. And the big the big problem is we silently let these things take place because it, if I don't like what you have to say. I'm chuckling in the background as you get censored. Then when it happens to me, it's an issue. And so I implore you, um, support free speech. Support the people who disagree with you having conversations. Support that free exchange of dialogue. <clears throat> if we do not have that, excuse me, if we don't have that, we can't get better. If we cannot be critical, for example, of vaccines or uh, critical race theory or whatever isms are out there, if we cannot be critical, we cannot expect anything to get better because without challenge, there is no excellence. And that's where we're at in, in our society. We're on the precipice of that kind of shutdown. What is the hope? Well, I'm going to tell you, this Thursday, we spoke with the author of Rediscovering America. 
that is a spectacular book. It's going to be out March 8th. You can get your pre-copy um, ordered at mymichellelive.com. And it talks about some of the extraordinary, miraculous, God-infused moments in America that has led us to a place where we can seek freedom. It talks about how our our society, our constitution was set up, Adam, in such a way that injustice, slavery, racism, uh, inequality for, for anyone, it, it could not last. There's no way it could last because while we are... Uh, we are a country where justice sometimes seems to elude people at times. And that's not, that's not a lie. Um, I grew up in an extreme left-wing household where I was encouraged not to salute the flag, not to sing the national anthem. Now I sing it and people are like, why, why is she singing? What's going on? Uh, but my mom <laughs> what is that beautiful voice. <laughs> my mom said, <laughs> you know, there is no liberty and justice for all. So I can't salute the flag. Mom, uh, God bless her soul. She's departed this earth. But before she died, she realized, ah, it's not because there is always freedom and justice for all. It's because that is what we believe in. That's right. what we will continue to to fight for and, and have mesh-ups and arguments and disagreements yes. and uncomfortable moments and protests and block streets and those, those kind of things because we have the right to expect and look for freedom and justice for all, not because our government was so Amen. kind as to give and bestow it to us, but because it is inalienable rights given to us by our maker that's what it's all about and that's why we take Amen. on this show on my michelle live look for the deeper story look for the god story speak out truth we're willing to look at uh, other sides of of issues and to even admit when we're wrong go figure that's what the media is supposed to do they're not doing their job so we're going to step in every single week adam and my buddy adam high five adam and i uh, we're here for you you can find us at my michelle live if you want more information on adam and the freaking amazing things that he and his company do <laughs> you can go to my and click on the link and find out more about adam adam this has been a really amazing i mean we're a little longer than usual today just because because there's so much. I mean, hey, we got things to say, you know, <laughs> we have things so to much say. to say. So <laughs> thank you. Don't forget to like us, share us and be part of the freedom movement. I'm Michelle Mendoza, Adam Rosieri. This is my Michelle live. For more fun, go to my Michelle